Welcome to the My1440 Podcast, where we talk to business leaders to learn their tips and tricks for prioritizing their time and tasks. Let's dive in and maximize our time today. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining me today. Uh, excited to hear what you do in your typical day as an entrepreneur. So if you want to get started, we can go ahead right away. So you want to know what I do in a typical day? Yeah, how, what's your typical day? Like, how do you oh, allocate okay. your day? Well, first thing I do is, um, you know, I wake up, I get out of bed. I hold my head in my hands for a few minutes and I say, oh, God, why? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so the first thing I do in the morning is I get my orders packed. So um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a reseller. I sell stuff out there. And um, when overnight, normally you can get anywhere from 15 to 20 orders, just depending Um so when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you have to do is get those orders packed and then on the porch. And a few hours later, the mail person comes up and they pick that up. And then it's important for me to start taking pictures of new products, get them listed. Um, and then I start doing things on the marketing side, you know, watching over the different messaging groups. And it always seems like someone's adding one or taking one away, putting one up, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, oh my, let's, uh, you know what, let's just, um, okay, how's that, is that better? That's better, yeah. All right, perfect, sorry. Um, so anyway, uh, on the marketing side, there's, uh, you know, you got to reach out to people. You got to follow up with people. Um, there's content that I have to develop. Uh, you know, the graphics work that I do, sending out emails to people. Um, and then by this time, it's like, I don't know, five, six o'clock at night, my time over here. And I try to tidy up the odds and ends and my day basically ends around eight. Okay. So like, what would you say, like, how do you, what goes, what goes first in your day? Like you pack your orders, you get them out to the porch to get picked up by the post, the postal person. Um, now, uh, how long does it usually take you to get that stuff packed up? Depending on volume, right around an hour hour and a half okay mm -hmm. i know you you have uh, personal stuff you have to do too i mean how does everything like fit how do the puzzle pieces all fit in your day you know um so sometimes i can wake up and have a perfectly normal functional day and those days are good days Today seems like it's going to be a very good functional day. 
And there are other days I wake up and I think that's what's going to happen. Everything's just going to fall into place. And who knows what happens? You know, sometimes my web server is going down, so I've got to attend to that. Other times I could wake up and have to deal with some medical problem and have to attend with that. And that really breaks up the order. But it's normally my day is sectioned into three pieces. It's reselling, then content production, then marketing. Okay. And then after that, if there's anything left over at the end of the day, it's just kind of wrapping it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when did you, like, how long have you been reselling? How long have you been in the content production? Like, okay. how, long, how long has the reselling been going on? I think that's the longest, the longest part of your online uh, life, isn't it? It is, yes. Um, so the reselling started in 2013 quite by accident. Um, so what happened was, I don't even remember the name of the company. I was involved in one of those silver coin companies where you pay like 40 bucks a month and they send you a new silver coin every month. Okay. Okay, so I was having a problem financing that because I wanted to go beyond the customer membership and become a dealer. And the buy-in for that was like $2,500, if I remember oh, correctly. Yeah. Now... I never made it. So don't think I gave these people all this money. That never happened. And I'm kind of glad it didn't because they picked the wrong, what do you call it? Verifier. The coins, the coins came sealed in a case with a certificate of authenticity from a, a coin authenticating company where they say, this is what it is and we certify it. Mm -hmm. um, and I forget what the Mike would be better for this because he's an expert. But instead of the, the company that everybody uses, they went uh -huh. with one of those side cheaper companies. So my coins weren't really worth as much as we were led to believe they could be worth. But that's what led me to reselling. The person who got me to that company suggested that to finance my stuff. I look around my house and I post a bunch of stuff on eBay. And I did that, and it didn't come to $2,500. It only came up to a few hundred dollars. But it really got the wheels turning. Right. Because, yeah, the wheels, you know, all this money starts coming in. And it felt like money from nothing. Because I didn't buy anything. I was taking stuff from my collection and throwing it up on eBay. So, you know, the <laughs> well, this is kind of immature because I'm like, uh, this was back in 2013, so mm -hmm. I was like 43, yeah, 43, and the stuff I'm selling, I'm selling comic books, action figures, the Beanie Babies, um, McDonald's, Happy Meal toys. So if you if you looked at what I was selling, it almost looks like a, a child's collection of stuff, but it was all mine, every bit of it mine. But um, the point of the story is it brought in a lot of money. It brought in a lot of unexpected money. I had no idea I had money laying around my house. And 
a friend of mine uh, online, Jeff, I met him through Facebook. And, you know, it's one of those things. Okay, so you know how you get something on Messenger and they want to send you a link? They're obviously spamming you. Oh, yeah. Jeff never did that. Oh. He sent me a message through Facebook commenting on my blog. Yeah, so he's telling me about my blog, about how I should really have my own domain name and be way better. And I'm telling him, no, I'm using Blogger because I want their traffic. And then he chimes in, well, where are you going to send that traffic? I was like, oh. Okay, right. So then he introduced me to a company called DSD. I forget what they stand for. But they taught me how to maintain an eBay store for 20 bucks a month. Okay. It was really cool. I got a lot of good ideas from them and from talking to the members who, you know, were also part of the program. And I only, I was only a part of it for like three months. I never recruited anybody. I never made any money from them. However, for that $60, I built up quite a nice income. It was so great. In fact, I was able just to walk away from my job at Walmart. And I know everyone thinks, well, Walmart, you know, minimum wage retail, that's easy to walk away from. But I was an accounting associate, so I was getting $20 an hour plus benefits. So it wasn't a minimum wage job. That's what reselling wow. was able to replace. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm starting to branch off into internet marketing. Well, it's funny. Internet marketing was the first thing. It was my first goal. But I couldn't sustain it. There wasn't just there, you know, who has a few hundred dollars a month just to, you know, in case they make some money. Exactly. So that's where reselling started. I mean, the money just started coming in, coming in, coming in. And it's still coming in, but now it's way different. Now I've got people who will literally call me on my cell phone and ask me what I have in inventory because they're looking to make a bulk buy. Wow, that's kind of cool. It really is. Um, and all that was cultivated from Facebook. Just going on to the eBay groups on the Facebook and talking to people. Not pitching them. Not telling them to look at my store. But right. Just talking with them. And, you know, you get, like me, you've got me talking about my business. You get someone talking about their business, they're not going to shut up. They're going <laughs> to give you all kinds of good information. And, right. Oh, I learned so much from those Facebook groups. And now I've got those people coming to me. And um, just last week, I made a $1,200 comic book sale. It was great. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Now, how long have you been doing the, the content creation? Okay. Now... I tried it over the years and could never get it to click, could never get it to make sense. Because my articles would get censored, um, too, many, too many outgoing links or um, too pitchy. It would, um, it was really, I really had a struggle with it. And then I came across um, Click Track Profit, you know, their big website. Blaine, uh -huh. John, Eliana. So, I mean, you're a member too, so you know what I'm talking about. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I became a member back when John was talking about Steam. Right. Me too. And it took me from that point until, what is it, 2021? Like last February, February of last year, basically. Um, to get involved with Hive, because now it's Hive. They, they did that hard fork. It was like three years. It took me three years to get on board. Three years of looking at his lessons and looking at his Facebook feed and deciding, okay, I'm going to take a risk. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I love being on Hive. I enjoy my time there. But in the beginning, it sounded too good to be true. Yeah, it you know does, doesn't it? It does. I mean, come on. If I came up to you and I said, you can not only get paid for writing articles, which sounds totally believable, but you can also get paid for upvoting and commenting on people's other articles. That doesn't. That sounds like a scam. It sounds like some type of group where I'm going to have to pay a bunch of money. Right. And you don't. And it's and it's hard to get people to see that. Mm -hmm. I don't three years. I don't talk to people about Hive because I don't know how to make it make sense to them. It's like, what are you because to me, to them, I'm spending all my time on social media, not learning or not earning any money. Go get a job. That's what I hear. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I got a job. <laughs> I'm doing what I like. So then, I like, what do you do when you have something going on? Like, if you have an appointment, how does all that fit into your day? You know what, Lisa? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not. I'd love to be able to sit here and tell you I've got a plan and a sequence of events that I go through that makes things smooth as silk. And it is just the polar opposite of that. It's like throwing a, a wrench into a machine, basically. It, um, it messes everything up because it always takes so much more time than what you've allotted for. I mean, especially with the medical appointments. I have never once had a doctor on time for an appointment. Not once in my life. They should have to pay us for the time that we have to sit there and wait for them. It is like when I take my dad to the doctor, it's like almost always, especially the um, optima, uh, the neurosurgeon that he has for his eyes, always you come you you hurry up and wait i mean hurry up get there and it's an hour away so we're driving an hour sitting there half the day and we've learned that if we go in the morning it seems to go a little bit better than if we get an afternoon appointment but still you know if you go there in the morning you got to drive and work traffic one way if you drive in the afternoon you got to drive and work traffic the other way so and then we're like sitting here, oh, we got to do this test. Oh, we got to do that test. What part of the issue is it's a teaching hospital. It's attached to the Medical College of Wisconsin. So, I mean, they're like, they're 
teaching all these people to do what they do. So they're really what my dad is, is an experiment subject. But uh, yeah, so we told them, I mean, we got to have a morning appointment because this is getting nuts. And my dad's like, well, can you bring your computer and work? I said, well, I could, but I'm not going to show I can do some of my stuff on the phone or I can sit there and read while I'm waiting. But I don't want to schlep my computer. And I don't want to attach to their, you know, their um, wireless internet because, yeah, I don't want any of that on my computer. So, yeah, it's just in taking, I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm helping my dad and it's great. And that's why I work for myself so I can do this kind of stuff and not have to ask for time off of work. But it, it can be a hassle sometimes. Yeah, it um, it really can be. Now, you know, you being the the person accompanying the patient, you don't get to deal with the after effect of the appointment. Because when I go there and they do the poking and the prodding and the, oh, you're just going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Do they teach them to lie in college? <laughs> they should just come out with, this is going to be some hot, white, searing pain. And afterwards, you're going to sleep for a few hours and, you know, you'll wake up sore. I he, the, the guy literally, when I was, it was, this was like six months ago, I got a bone marrow biopsy. He literally said, you're going to feel some pressure. I've never felt that kind of pain in my entire life. When the needle hit the bone, I just, I can't describe it to you. I can't describe it to you. But if I had secrets, I might have given them up right then and there. I I just, dang, that was. So afterwards, I was no good for like a day or two. I was useless. <laughs> um, and then once you get back to it, though, you really got to try harder to get back to it. But with reselling, there's a lot more freedom in that than in content marketing. Um, because in reselling, you can always get someone else to pack your packages for you. You can always get someone else to take pictures of product. Um, you can always get someone else to post the stuff. The software does most of the work. All you do is fill in the blanks, basically. Uh, but with content marketing, that's a completely different animal altogether. So, I mean, you know. I mean, you have to write the stuff. You have... And, you know, you can't go and get PL. Well, for your list, you can kind of go and get PLR. And that's kind of. But you still have to go through it and see what's, you know, what it's about and correct spelling errors. So it's like for the amount of time that takes, you kind of just do it yourself. Yeah. You know, I, um, there's a I, there's a lot of people that say they make a lot of money using PLR as it is, okay? Um, but the people out there who are really making money with PLR, they're the ones that will take it and look at the structure and keep the structure but fill in the actual content with their own story. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so it's like a template. Exactly. Like a template because not all of us went to college. You know, not all of us is good at school or, or good with projects, but we're kind of good on a computer. So if we look at someone else's structure, we can fill it in with our own story. And then when the person reads it on the other end, they're going to make a real connection with you. But they will never make a connection with a piece of PLR. And in case you're wondering, PLR stands for private label rights. And some of those licenses are like, they're not that easy to understand. So you got to be really careful with that too. Mm -hmm. You got to really make sure that you understand what you're buying. But, you know, again, do you spend all your time researching PLR or do you just take that time and just write an article yourself, even though it's not a long article, you know, it's still your own work. And I think on Hive, that go that comes across way better than, you know, throwing up. I think people are kind of savvy now, and they can tell if it's, you know, authentic or if it's just something that you went and got and threw up there. Yeah, like, um, what's her name? Um, the Jen, Jen Nieto, the pixie. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she doesn't put up huge articles. She she puts up a nice picture and some motivational, like a maybe a motivational paragraph. Mm-hmm. And that's her post. And she does really well with that. I mean, I've seen, I mean, she, she gets upvoted. She gets a lot of high. Um, she has a lot of followers. You know, you don't, you don't have to be Shakespeare. You know, not everyone has to be a, a what's his name, um, taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Have Have you read his articles? Oh my gosh, yes, a few several of They intimidate me. I mean, his articles were the reason why I stayed away from Leo for so long. It was it, I was just completely intimidated by the way they were writing. You know, um, John is much friendlier. He has an easier style. You know, he just puts up a good, like, 300 words and he's out. And you read it and it's like, it's light, it's funny. So the the CTP community is a lot more, you know, friendly. Is that a good word for it? Friendly. Well, it's, um, it's a good, yeah, it's definitely a different style of writing. Mm -hmm. And that's the great thing. Um, with content marketing. I mean, you just be yourself and eventually it's going to work for you. And it's, you know, it's, you know, I was like, I used to struggle over, oh, the grammar, oh, the punctuation. Nobody cares really. That's because, you know, I was too used to having to write college papers where not only was the content important, and citing your sources, then you also had to pay attention to your grammar and your punctuation. And so I was like worried about that. That's why it took me so long to do any kind of content creation because I was like spending time stressing out over all that. And it's like nobody, 
nobody really pays attention to that. Yeah. I, I, you know, when I tried it, like I'd get a class, you, know, you pay like $50 for a how to blog video or something online. And it always amazed me that I'd go through the whole video, I'd go through all the steps and then get in trouble afterwards. You know, get comments like, this is spam. This isn't right. You can't just make an article just to sell a bunch of stuff. <laughs> There's no value here whatsoever. And I followed the instructions exactly. And then I stumble across John who's like, yeah, don't try to sell. Just write your article and then put some links at the bottom and let it be. And people seem to do really well with that. Seriously, if it wasn't for John, I wouldn't be content marketing today. Me either. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Well, anything worthwhile isn't easy, but it, it's made more accessible. It, it really is. I mean, it's when someone gets to the level where these guys get to. You know, John Blaine, Eliana, Rob, um, the guy who does click funnels, Russell, Russell, oh, Russell yeah. Brunson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Brunson. You know, these guys are, they're up there. They're, they're way out there making money and really popular with a huge audience. And it can be pretty intimidating. You know, do you, do you, did you feel intimidated? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. I is it felt pretty intimidating. And then John goes out of his way to share what his beginning videos look like and tells you don't try to be good, just do it. You know, don't make a good video, just make a video. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. But I still stress out. I still haven't gotten to the point where I've built up enough confidence to, you know, I'm like Mark Twain sitting at the typewriter, where I know what I write and what I say will be pleasing. Yeah, it takes me quite a while to put out an article. That's why I usually only put like one long article out a week because it's it takes a long time and even you know i'm more organized about it now and it still takes a while yeah eventually we will get better at it as long as we keep thinking about it and we keep thinking how can i get better at this is crazy in grade seven i had an earth science teacher i can't remember his name um i remember his face and i remember the lessons he taught and he would tell us that we're not in competition with anyone other than ourselves. That's really true. Mm-hmm. And if we want to learn anything, all we got to do is go to the library and get a book. And if the book tells us what we need to know, we can go into the bibliography and really master the subject. I didn't learn that in literature or English. I learned it in earth science. How crazy is that? And that is crazy. Those are the people that we need to look for. People that really want to teach. 
you know, because there are people out there who have no interest in teaching you. They just want you to buy their stuff and move along. It's a numbers game. Buy the stuff, move along. You know, you ever notice some companies where you try to get, like, support and they get back to you, like, four days later? And yeah, I've been there. Enough? Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's totally acceptable to them to, to have that type of thing? That's crazy. How are you going to answer a support four days later? That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe if it was 1995, <clears throat> you know, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Everything was all new and, you know, but this is an illuminate millennium where people are running empires off of their telephones. Lastly, I'm working on, I'm still working on the light node. Um, man, that thing was messed up. I had to go back and redo it and redo it. This is my fourth time redoing it. Now, this is the mistake I made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the mistake I, I made all the other times. I did not understand the process. I did not understand the process. Okay, when you read the instructions and you're trying to follow them, but you don't have any real understanding of what you're doing, it's never going to come out right. Maybe, you know, you might get lucky, but it's never going to come out right. And that was my problem I was having. I'd make a mistake. I didn't have enough experience to look at my work and realize I've made a mistake. So I'm just taking my time. I'm learning each of the processes as I go. And I'm hopefully, after the holiday, I'm hoping to have a working light node. And that, the, I mean, you know, and you have some experience with like programming and coding and whatever. Someone who has like no, I looked at those instructions and went, um, no. <laughs> Not okay. now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. Okay, so I do have a, a technical background. But don't get me wrong, I would never compare myself to blame. Well as no long one as we make that distinction. Okay. Um it, between between the time I was running the computer store and now there's a big old stroke in there and a lot of chemotherapy. My brain is very compromised. So I'm spending a lot of time in the W3 schools and just relearning a bunch of stuff. I also bought an Ubuntu Linux handbook and I'm going through that and I'm learning um, that as I go, just relearning, refreshing my memory and really getting going. If you've never done any of these things before, if you've never even played with a Linux based computer what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to give yourself that first month of server rental just to get to know Linux. Yeah, I'm not sure that's something I'm going to be diving into anytime soon. But. Exactly. Um, yeah, so there's... you. So how much time do you spend on doing, you know, working with that light node? 
like are you just spending a, a little bit of time each day messing with it or do you a lot like an hour it's it's about an hour a day or so you know but like i said i'm i'm really trying to get to understand what's going on so i'm spending a lot of time reading researching and experimenting playing with the different options the different switches um you know stuff like that and i'm spending a lot of time in discord um, oh, okay. on the yeah on the engine server um under the witness okay. line and just reading all of that stuff and then i'm spending an hour at least an hour every day probably a little bit more um getting to know the different languages of hive so we've got the mongo database which is the database that runs hives great ledger okay um and it's based in linux and you have you know your html and your css for your front end you have your your javascript for that and then you've got your php that's actually going to access and pull information from mongo database and send it to the front end so that's wow. a lot of things going on. So you want to know HTML, CSS, JavaScript, PHP, and Mongo database. If you want to get to know Hive on a very intimate technical level. Wow. Mm -hmm. And the best way to learn is just to jump in there and do it. You know, so like, um, they're the only company I've seen that does this. So what's that called? Primerica? Primersion? What the heck? I am so absent-minded, it's embarrassing. Hang on, just for a second, let me look. I, that's why I save everything in folders. Privix, Privix. Privix, you can go on Privix and rent a ridiculously small server just to get to know Linux. How do I get to their thing? Oh, that's, yeah, they're, they need to learn how to do that better. Just bear with me, because I don't want to misquote it. Normally, normally, if you want to rent a VPS server, okay, I'm sorry. Um, so anyways, yeah, we all know server rentals are expensive. Um, and with Privix, you can get started with less than $5 a month if you really was interested in learning all that stuff. It's good to know. Well, Sorry I want to thank you for talking with us today and sharing your, your day as an entrepreneur. And, uh, yeah, this, this is great getting these started again. It's been a while. <laughs> That's great. I had a great So thank time. you for being my first, my first new victim. <laughs> thank you for being the first person that's ever interviewed me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, again, take care and thanks for stopping in, Jeff. And uh, I'm glad I discovered that Chris could attach his or uh, stream on his channels too.
you taught me something technical today. <laughs> I just happened to discover it. I'm like, wow, what if he wants to stream too? That'll that'll work well. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us, and we will see you on another interview soon. <laughs> okay, great. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the My1440 podcast today. Don't forget, we only get 1,440 minutes each day, so make them count.